Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes. We're no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making. On the practical strategies you can implement today. Changing it up this episode, it's a sasshole sound off. Call it a rant, call it constructive criticism. We're just clear in the air. It is time to chat about rolling with the punches. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Sound off number eight of the wedding sassholes. A special sasshole welcome to our sound off <laughs> guest host, Cliff from Soul Rise Entertainment. Welcome, Cliff. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. It's good to see both of you, Shannon and Vanessa. And it's also fun to be on the other side of the microphone for a change. Yeah. Cliff is actually the genius behind the sound on this podcast. So I don't know if I would call it a genius. He's in charge of all of that. (laughs) We only sound good when people are like, you guys sound so great. Are you like in a studio? I'm like, we're on Zoom in separate houses. And it's because we have Cliff. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's because we have Cliff. Like that is, yep. it is not on us. Yeah. Oh, People I ask like, how do you guys, that. how do you guys schedule it out and make sure at the same place? We're like, we're never in the same place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen. And I mean, no. the added bonus is that Cliff is a wedding vendor um, and works in our industry. So, you know, we always ask you guys at the end of every one of these episodes, for suggestions of topics and things. And this topic actually came up because, you know, rolling with the punches at an event and on event day is so key. And the topic like started because Cliff rolled with the punches (laughs) at an event. And so I was like, he's like, we should talk more about that. I was like, love it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So What Shannon was talking about really, I guess, was the inspiration uh, for the subject was while we were all three of us at the Wedding Venue Map uh, campus party, Uh it's a Wedding Venue Map for those who are not aware yet. Uh, Basically, they put together a like a like a party, big event kind of in the summertime and gather a bunch of vendors together. Uh, just uh, to be able to come in, help sponsor the event. It's basically a celebration of like the first half of the wedding season of the year. Yeah, we're done. Uh, so it's time to party. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so uh, just obviously with any event uh, or wedding, especially weddings uh, here in Florida in the summertime, it's a pretty good chance that it's going to rain. I mean, I know. Oh, and we, you know, with such a big event, we plan so far, we have 7,000 contingency plans and backup plans. But, you know, I don't know where you guys live in the country, but in Florida, it's literally like you check the radar and it's fine. And then 20 minutes later, there's 7,000 colors. (laughs) And then five minutes later, they're all gone and you're watching future casts and whatever. And we have, we all have very expensive apps we pay for. And it doesn't freaking make a difference because- It's every day. In in this moment, right? And this is with everything in events. In this moment right here, we can only handle and deal with what's specifically and exactly right in front of us. And we can try to estimate what the future looks like, but you just don't, you can't always know what's going to happen next, right? Like, and that's with anything 
We do. And so as Cliff was, I showed up a little bit later because our event planners were on site and I look outside and Cliff is literally unloading equipment as a DJ and sound person in the pouring rain. He's got it covered. And then he's unloading it underneath a 10 by 10 pop-up tent because his section and area was outside. I mean, this man, you want to talk about a trooper. He just was doing it like, oh, well, we're just going to get wet. We're going to get it done. But, and it was just, it was so impressive. Well, I appreciate that. That made me, that makes me sound so good. You were <laughs> um, so good. It well, was uh, thank so you. professional. I, well, yes, um, I appreciate that. Well, the thing was, is that I, I actually got really lucky because I got the van unloaded with pretty much most of the gear before the rain started to come down. I got it all underneath the canopy. So it was basically had <laughs> the canopy actually did really well. That was actually a pretty good contingency plan, except for the fact when the wind kept blowing the rain in. Yep. Sideways. Uh, sideways, mm-hmm. guys. We had sideways rain that day. Yep. And then we had, so I mean, but I had a tarp out there and a table, and I was pretty much trying to put together all the gear underneath the tarp and everything. Um, luckily, I mean, nothing got wet. Um, knowing that the part of the events that we were sponsoring and that I was uh, DJing for was going to be outside. I also planned to have, you know, make sure that the gear that I had would be able to be in the elements, you know, as far as the lighting goes, the speakers, you know, pretty much everything else. So, um, you know, that that's kind of, I guess, part of one of the topics that we'll break down here as far yeah. as, you know, planning for that sort of thing ahead of time. Because again, I mean, um, we've done quite a few weddings at outdoor venues, um, you know, so you just, you really have to, step one, just be prepared for pretty much anything, at least the best that you can, you know. um, Well, that's right. Like that's an important part for no matter what vendor category you are, is that having that even as, you know, I'll speak as I was the venue that day, you know, the venue and the party host, we had contingency plans. We had area B, area C, like if we had to move this on that side and that on that side, like you have to know for your category, like you have to prepare for the worst. Vanessa, what's some of the ways you as like cakes and desserts, you know, prepare for the shit to hit the fan on event day? So we always, 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 if it has any type of outdoor space, which I love how you said you bring stuff according to where your space is that you're going to be setting up. I always ask, where's the desserts and cakes going? Because I mean, it's buttercream, it's Florida, it's going to melt. Um, I always ask for, where's it going to be? What's the type of temperature in that room or that space? I always ask these things ahead of time. And then we actually bring, and I know not every cake person has these, but we bring boxes that are thermal insulated so that the cake is chilled upon arrival. But I also make sure that if it's going outside, it stays indoors until right before they cut it. I'm not going to let it sit out in the sun. I know certain venues that we frequent, I know when the sun sets at that venue. And I know that wherever the cake is going outside is direct sunlight until five o'clock or until 4.30, depending on the time of year. So I will request from the planner to not arrive until later in the day so that the cake isn't in direct sunlight and that we are there closer to the reception time. Um, And we always bring extra things because 
rolling with the punches. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen on the way to an event or at the event. So we bring extras of almost everything except for extra cake, but we bring extra flowers. We bring extra utensils for fixing things, extra tools, extra buttercream, extra everything just to make sure it goes off with a hitch and we don't have any issues. But when we get there, especially I check the area, some venues, they are barns that have AC, but they don't turn the AC on until like an hour before ceremony. I'm not leaving stuff in that room at that time. I'm sorry. So I usually request to show up during cocktail hours so that it has a couple of hours for the room to actually cool down. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think all of that is part of the piece of being ready to go. Like you can't, you know, no matter what category you're in, whether you're a caterer, I remember back in the day when I was in catering, um, they used to yell at me all the time, but I drove separate in my own car. And I used to keep like a plastic tub in my trunk. And I always had spoons, tongs, extra napkins, extra dish, like the rag towels. Like I brought the shit that I knew we forgot every like, or we would like underpack by one and be like, oh, damn, we're missing one spoon or whatever. So I always like hoarded the, you know, just a few of the things that because why not be prepared? Because when you're prepared, you can handle you know, you can roll with the punches because you can handle it. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's, I know it's the couple's perfect day, but we can't think of it as vendors as our perfect day. We have to think of all the things that will happen that are not so perfect and plan ahead for that. So another thing that we do is when my drivers actually deliver, even if the client has said, for example, oh yeah, we purchased a cake stand online. We're not going to need to rent anything. I always have the girls bring an extra cake stand just in case and double check the stand that the clients purchased because sometimes they're too small. Sometimes they don't have enough stability underneath the neck of it, meeting the, the platform of it. So it's not sturdy enough. And instead of just not using it and putting it directly on the table after they've already purchased one, you know, for that day, we just put ours there. We don't say anything. I coordinate with the planner for a pickup later in the day. But we plan ahead for that instead of just going by what the client says. I love clients, but they don't always know what to purchase. Right. Um, yeah. So for that just-in-case scenario, we also do that. So it's it's those things of thinking of what your job or what your service includes that could be missing, could go wrong, and just making sure you have that extra backup plan and those extra items on hand so you're not running back and forth or getting to a place that's an hour, two hours away and being completely, you know, SOL when you get there. Yeah. And do you think all of those pieces, you know, and Cliff, I'm going to throw it back to you that like all of those pieces, really, when you're prepared, you walk into something with a completely different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, not only just your mindset, but then part of the mindset, you're not really as worried about anything like, okay, oh, do I have this? Do I have that? Well, shit. Well, what happens if this happens? No, like, like for us, for instance, like whether or not we're DJing an event or we have live music for events, Vanessa, as you were talking about, well, both of you were talking about having backup equipment, making sure you, you know, you have a checklist, go through it. What is everything that we're going to need to pull off this event? Plus, what are some items that we can bring in case something happens? Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, for a live performance, making sure I have plenty of microphones in case a microphone goes out, plenty of cables in case uh, any audio cables go bad or anything. When it comes to DJ equipment, making sure that we have 
whether or not we're using a computer, any kind of controller system, having some kind of backup device to be able to to go and put in line so that you don't really skip a beat. And if something does happen, you can quickly just switch over and keep going, you know. I would imagine from like a sound sound point of view, I feel like electric is always a big deal for you guys. So I would always have extra cords and stuff like that too. Absolutely, 100%. Power, more power. Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. Like when we were doing, especially with the party, one of the caterers actually brought a generator. And I thought that was really interesting because he said, well, it's an old building. We got a lot of power running through this building. So I thought like, and it was the planner and I had thought in advance, like maybe we'll rent a generator just in case like we have any challenges. But, you know, we pre-tested, we sat down with the venue, asked them all the right questions. So we were fine. But like, imagine being the caterer and you can't cook without Mm -hmm. having, and he's like, we've learned, like we've learned, we just Mm -hmm. keep a generator on the truck. So if everything else goes, if there's no power in the building, we can at least power the food and feed people. And so I think it is that when you go into something fully prepared, when you've got that mindset of, I have everything that I need and I've got, you know, everything I need. And then some, I tend to like, I'm not really bad about overpacking clothes when I travel, but I overpack things. So meaning like, even as a speaker and presenter, um, I have this bag with all my dongles and plugs and things like that. And I literally, and it actually came in handy last week, but I download my presentations because I build them in Kino and they're on my laptop. But I also download it onto my iPad. And then I also download it onto my phone. And then I have every dongle. So God forbid uh, the USB doesn't work, my present, whatever. I have it on anything in any possible way. So you go into it. So literally last week at a conference, my laptop, their dongle wouldn't work. My dongle wouldn't work. The USB, the guy didn't have Keynote and I use Keynote. Like we, everything that could go wrong. And I'm like, hold on, let's try my iPad. Nope, didn't work. Let me try my phone. I ran my whole presentation off my phone. Like it, the view was fine on it, but I don't know. I, and I didn't freak out, you know, your mindset, you can, you know, completely control your emotions when you're fully prepared and you've checked every box you can, cause there's really nothing you can do about it. Right. Like yeah. what good does it do yelling, screaming and acting like a little bit too much when you can't control it? And that's a big part of it also is just controlling your emotions. I mean, at that same party that brought on this topic, there was a certain vendor that was so irritated that it was raining outside. Like you work in Florida, you know, this thing, like these things happen. So to get upset that it's raining and act like it's the venue or the planner's job to fix the problem for it. Like it's so stupid. Well, and there was no flexibility, right? Like, so not only did they not control their emotions, it was very clear that they were totally irritated. And I said, Mm. listen, like, Same thing we said to you, Cliff, if you're willing to ride this with us a little bit, like we can keep this area closed an extra 20 minutes. Like it's not that big of a deal. If you're willing to like, can you, cause the rain is going to stop. The ground will dry up. It's a hundred degrees outside. The ground will dry up in 10 minutes and then we can still do it the way it was envisioned and the way you, but they were completely non-flexible and there was no controlling emotions. They were so annoyed. They were so irritated the way they were talking to everyone else. It just was, it was not really acceptable. And I think sometimes we forget as 
wedding professionals and event professionals that the way you act on site, no guests, not even to the client sometimes, everyone sees it, they don't forget it, and they start to make choices about who and when and what that they're going to refer. I mean, the planner on our event was like, I will never work with them mm. again. And she yeah. didn't work with them. It was my person I brought in, but she was like, I would ne-. like, it's Florida. Like you yeah. can't act like that about what, like there's no control. And I think they're a newer company. So I'm glad we do episodes like this, right? Cause it gives mm. us the chance to maybe teach people that don't have this mindset. They don't over-prepare. They don't bring extra things, but yeah, it was really bad. They also didn't have a plan B. They didn't have any backup plan at all for no. the rain. No, so we just- had a room they were going in. We had a big empty yeah. room, but they had toured, they had seen it, and they didn't make a what if we have to move into this room plan? Mm-hmm. Like they just, they were like, well, we don't know what we're going to do. I'm like, you toured it. Like you saw it in advance. You should have taken pictures and made your plan B. It's not up to me to decide your plan B. Well, that's like when we were trying to decide as to whether or not keep me outside in case it rained. And then we we came back inside and we we're checking out spaces yep. where we could set up. You guys were like, hey, maybe set up in the hallway or if we need to set up, you know, clear out this other room to kind of make something happen. At least there was that option there. And I was like, yeah, whatever we need to do to make it happen. Yeah, it wasn't ideal, but we were going to make it work. Sometimes it's not. Right. The only thing we can do is just to make it the best that we can. And this was just in front of vendors, right? Yeah. This was a it, this was a B2B event, you know? Right. Like so, yep. And so just imagine if they would have been that way in front of a couple, you know, during the on wedding. an actual wedding like, day. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if they didn't mm-hmm. imagine if that couple didn't have a planner that was interceding, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine if they didn't, and this is how they were stressing out the client. Like you don't realize that the client is already, I mean, I was already stressed because I'm like, oh my God, 25% of this <laughs> event is going to be outside, you know, or 30% of the event was outside. Obviously, we pick a venue that's mostly inside, but I'm like. Oh, because I've been planning it for six months and I have a vision too. Like, trust me, I don't want to move you outside to inside, but we have to just make it happen, like you said. And I think that, you know, the choices you make in terms of the things you say and the way you act when you're at an event and the shit starts hitting the fan can have such massive repercussions that, and it could affect your business in ways that you're not thinking about in that upset moment. Puts a very sour taste in everybody's mouths that are involved. But also at the same token, if you're going to act nasty like that and throw a little temper tantrum, nobody wants to help you fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's no one, going above and beyond. Yeah, Absolutely. No one, no one is going above and beyond. They're not trying to help you brainstorm or fix the issue. They're going to let you throw your tantrum like a little toddler. And then also none of us are going to refer you out because of the way that you're acting. So it's a yeah. lose-lose situation for you. That's a really good point because like when we started looking for inside spaces for Cliff, you know, we were like, oh, the end of the hallway, that'll be perfect. He'll be front and center. Everybody can see him. And the venue's like, just kidding. Those are fire doors. You can't block him. We were like, okay, cool. Option two. And because he was so willing to make it work. I mean, there was literally a room that was full of furniture and the venue's like, we'll just distribute it around the hall. We'll make it work. We'll make it look great, Mm -hmm. Cliff. We promise because he was controlling his emotions and Mm -hmm. he was willing to be flexible Mm -hmm. makes a big difference you know going back to mindset when you're going into whether it's a wedding or an event such as this one specifically um it's 
it's not about you, right? It's not about me or my business or what's going on here. It's it's about the you know, for instance, again, the wedding industry. It's about the couple's day, right? And mm-hmm. we're actually using this event as a great example here. But yeah. the idea is the entire event and what's going on and being able to work with each other to pull this off because you guys, like you were saying, you spent all this time planning it. You know, you have to go in and it's not about me, me, me. It's like, this is, you know, we want everyone to have a good time. Let's go into this. Let's make it happen. And let's, you know, let's do what we can to pull off certain aspects. And if it's not as planned, that's okay. We're still going to pull it off and we're going to make sure everybody has a good time. A few different times that I've shown up at venues, because of the rain, there's a delay and they have to move it from outside ceremony to inside ceremony. And typically that same space is a flip space at that point now. So where reception was originally going to be is now going to be ceremony, cocktail hour in a different room, and then flip the space into reception. So all the tables that have already been set up, we now have to break back down or move to the outer skirts of the room, set up ceremony inside, which throws catering off, which throws cake off, which throws DJ off, because now you guys have to move your, your equipment out of the way. And so I've arrived sometimes where they were moving everything and they were like, can you just come back later? Yeah, the communication is there. What can I do to help? We'll come back later. I don't want to leave the cake in the middle of the room, you know, where people are going to be here for ceremony. And sometimes I, you know, I have a second delivery that is down the road, but it's not going to be enough time for me to deliver both if I wait to set up that now inside ceremony. And I just coordinate with the coordinator and the coordinator and the catering company. And I can tell you, Nine times out of 10, they will always say like, hey, if you set everything up, we'll move it into this kitchen or into this other room and we will put it out later so you don't have to come back, but everything's already done. I've never had a caterer tell me no. They actually volunteer. I let them volunteer that information, but it's happened a few different times where the caterer came in and said, hey, you know, if you set everything up and set it how it's supposed to be and put the flowers on it or whatever, we'll make sure that it goes out once this room is ready. Perfect. But I don't throw a temper tantrum and no. I don't act like an asshole. No. So everybody works together. Like it's not about me. It's not about them. It's about the mm-hmm. couple. As long as the couple is happy and everything gets done and everything gets, you know, organized and you roll with the punches, then so be it. Like we all figure it out. We come together as a team. But throwing a temper tantrum or, you know, throwing a monkey wrench in the whole thing. No, thank you. Well, there's always gonna be things that you know, on every event, there's always going to be something that happens that is, and there's a domino effect, right? I remember Mm -hmm. once when I worked in catering, um, I learned my lesson after this event and changed my preparation, but on the way to the event, our catering truck broke down on the side of I-4. And so I was already at the venue, like, where are you guys? Cause I drove myself separate and they're like, oh, we're broke down. So our owner was running to Ryder to get another truck. We backed the trucks up against each other on I-4, like literally, and they were pushing everything. It was the craziest shit you've ever seen. But my head said, what's the one thing I can do to make the best of out of a bad situation? And the one thing I can do is get the linen to the venue as quickly as possible because 
if the linen's not down, then the cake person can't deliver, the DJ can't set up, the I had all the linen. And so I was like, florist, yeah. yeah, florist, centerpieces, nothing else can. So I grabbed all the linen, threw it in my car, hauled ass up to the venue. I got all the linen set up and I told every vendor there, like, listen, I'm really sorry we're late. This is where we're at. I We might need your help. So how can I help you now? So I started filling water for the floors. I started helping the DJ roll stuff in. Like, how can I I help everybody in this moment so that on the flip side, once you're all set up, you guys can help me because we're behind like everything. So, I mean, all you can do is look at it and lesson learned from that point forward. The linen always went in the car with me. Preparation changed. <laughs> like I just, as they were unloading trucks, I was always setting up linen each time so that nothing had to wait. But yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Like when we started talking about this topic in general, you know, it was such an interesting thing to, I feel like it's been a long time that I've seen someone, and this is to your credit, Cliff, like be in such a legitimately shitty situation. I mean, this man was standing under a 10 by 10 <laughs> pop-up tent with his equipment covered with tarps, right? And there was, you would have thought it was like, a he was so chill. He was so, and it left such a massive impression on the venue that, Literally, the venue said to me, I need to make sure I get his information because I'm 100% putting him on the vendor list. He had never worked there. He had never met them. It was like a first time. And he didn't even, it wasn't a wedding, right? Like traditionally, you would the venue would want to see how you handle the type of event. She was like, it was so impressive. I'm putting him on the list. And I'm like, you just don't know. So nice. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> hell yeah. But because you just did what you do, right? Like that's mm. how you're like, I didn't do anything any different, but really most people don't handle it like that. No, no. Yeah, okay. I mean, and with with that specific situation, especially when it comes to the weather and everything, before I started Solarize Entertainment, as far as the events and entertainment industry, I have kind of worked in that along those lines for 15 years. Uh, some of those events would be anywhere from nightclub events to working with some of the the local resorts like Disney or Universal Studios, where I was an audio engineer at Universal Studios for a while. And there were many, many times where we had to pull off a concert, a show, something where it was going to be outdoors. It could be in the middle of summer. It could be raining. I mean, there were so many times if it was going to go wrong on a show and a production, it it happened. Like we kind of went through those sort of things. So when you're going through those things and you've gone through that enough uh, and it doesn't have to do with any kind of preparation or anything like that. It's not like we weren't prepared or we didn't have a plan right. or anything. No, it's planned from top to bottom. It's just shit's going to happen. It just it. It's just going to happen. And some people may say, oh, I don't think that way. That's a negative. No, and it's not really negative or positive. It just is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's realistic. Right. So when it does happen, you're like, okay, cool. Let's keep going from here. Let's just kind of go with our backup plan. Keep going and not just go, oh, shit. Well, what do I do now? Well, what are we doing? I've actually gone and like had to move like sound systems from one point to another because a hurricane was coming, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, when, when Irma came through, like that happened, um, you know, speaking of hurricanes, again, that's another thing. If you're having a wedding or something like that in Florida, you know, from 
hopefully you're not having it in June, July, or August because it's really hot. But last but, year we got hit in November. Like there's yes. no, there's no it's way a, to know. It's another yeah. one of those things that you have to be flexible and understanding. Like a couple is already stressed out, but they're having to coordinate all of their vendors if the hurricane is coming that week and now having to reschedule or move things around. It doesn't help anybody if you act like a jerk. Just stay right. calm, cool, and collective and just figure it out. I mean... And- that exact thing actually happened last year that we had a wedding when I think, what was it? Uh, was it Ian that came through? Was it I September don't remember. last year? I just ignore the names. I just am like <laughs> September, November, what hit right. when, I don't know. There was there was one boy and one girl. Don't exactly. Have that, that's yeah. what it was. Right. So, but but we had a wedding scheduled for when that mm-hmm. when that hurricane was coming through we did too uh, mm-hmm. and this was at the uh, sterling event center and i remember leading up to you know before the hurricane was supposed to come through um the bride actually called me and she was trying to uh, rearrange everything herself because she didn't have um a wedding planner so she you know she was kind of depending on her friends and her family to kind of help pull things together for this and i remember she called me uh, she was so upset, you know, she was, she was even crying on the phone. She was yeah. like, you know, this, you know, what are we, what are we going to do at that specific event center? There's actually like a pavilion area outside. It's a beautiful area uh, where they were going to have the ceremony. And then they were going to walk up the walkway into the reception area. While we were on the phone, we were talking about, well, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? And I told her, I said, you know, here's what we'll do. You know, luckily we didn't really have anything else scheduled within the next couple of days or so. I said, if we yeah. need to move it a day or so out, let's do that. I said, if not, if he's, we're still able to have the wedding, then we'll just move everything that we were going to do outside for the ceremony part. We'll move it yeah. all inside, which actually works out better because then we don't have two separate sound systems and all that other stuff. It's everything that's centralized. We talked it out. We made a plan and everything else. And Ironically, the day of the wedding, it was beautiful outside. It was sunny. There was barely a cloud in the sky. There was no rain and everything. But we still went ahead and went forth with having it inside because, unfortunately, the hurricane came through and flooded the place outside. But, again, it's just having that mindset and that plan. You know, here it is. She's already upset in the situation. Um, you You can't go and make things worse by, again, as we were talking earlier about letting your emotions get the best of you. Or you start freaking out or maybe you show that, uh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do now or, you know, I can't help you out or anything like that. Yeah. They come to us as professionals to be able to make their day, their one day to be as special as possible. You have to keep that in mind as a professional that that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So listen, we all have moments where we do dumb shit, right? Like that we handle things (laughs) in ways that we prefer to not have. I mean, I have definitely had plenty. I can think of very specific moments in my career where I wasn't controlling my emotions. And I definitely reacted in a way that I was like, damn, that was not, you know, I wasn't showing my best, showing my ass more than I was showing the best version <laughs> of myself. So Vanessa, what, when people do that and they make that mistake, what, you know, what, how do you recover? Just have to make up and apologize and just do your best. I mean, make the best of it. If you act like an asshole, just say, I'm sorry that I was an asshole. I mean, you can admit when you're wrong and try to make, make it, make it better as much as you possibly can. That's all I can really say about that is, is try to do 
try to do the best and fix it, but then also go that extra mile and try to make up for it and make the best of the situation. Do you think too, that it's one of those things in today's world and uh, listen, post COVID, I know we're not supposed to say the C word, but like post COVID, I feel like the world has gotten a tad bit self-centered in terms of just people driving. I would say we were, we had a little bit, maybe we were a tad bit before and now it's like whole nother ball game. But I think if you like stop and actually pay attention to the way that people are reacting around you, and we can use, you know, this company that reacted poorly as an example that like, if they had stopped for one second and looked at the look on our faces, I do not. I mean, there's a reason we only let you guys listen to these because the faces we make when we talk, ah, like whatever, like, but the look on my face when this woman was and gentlemen were acting like this, the look on my face was like, what? My face literally said, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? Like, Read I just the room. Read my <laughs> face. And so I think if you like, if she had stopped and as she was like, well, what are we going to do? And this isn't going to work for us. And this isn't going to, if she had looked at my face for a second, I think if you start paying attention to how the people react to the way you're acting, I feel like in that moment, she would have probably stopped talking and realized, but when you're in it and you're, you have lost control of emotions, it's bad. Like she didn't notice at all that like the three people she was talking to were all like doing the defensive pullback. Like Mm. what is happening right now? And and the fact that she didn't notice it. And even after the event still didn't say like, no, I got an email. I got an email that said, thanks so much. We enjoyed being a part of it. And I was like, Holy right. fuck. Like, she, she should have what? she should have reflected on the situation and been like, why well, acted out of character? That was really dickish of me. I should mm. I should apologize and thank them for involving us and thank you for the opportunity. But instead they skipped over that. She probably still doesn't think she was in the wrong at all, which is sad. I mean, but clearly. Yeah. Mm. Self-awareness. Self-awareness yeah. is huge. Poor form. Like, yeah, you know, like you had to like you. Vanessa, like you said, read the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, and it's funny because when outside of events, Shannon and I have been to a few things that people have done things or, you know, been rude. And my one of my big pet peeves is when people cut me off when I'm talking. It drives me nuts. And they we were with people and they did it multiple times. And if they would have just read the table and read my face. <laughs> Literally. She so goes, mad. she goes fucking silent. And the energy <laughs> that comes from her is like, it's like a fury. She is just sitting there and she, I can see her shaking on the inside. Cause I'm like, oh my, and I will try so hard when someone's doing that to her a lot. I will try to be like, Vanessa, what do you think? Like to try to like shove her back into the conversation. And she's like, sounds good. I'm like, shit, she is. Yeah. <laughs> I give you, I give you one word answers or I just don't talk at all because it's I just know. like at that point you you are with a group and it wasn't a big group it was four of us yeah and you can't read the room or read the table of the people that you're with it's just mind blowing to me so I just I turn very silent and I just shut off I just my and I'm a very actually I'm a very nice person yeah but when, when you that, have no when that happens yep when that happens nope I just completely shut down so if if you guys could be self-aware and read the room when things happen, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that is, I mean, Cliff, I think you hit the nail on the head 100% with the word self-awareness that like, sometimes you have to stop and pull back. And I have like a new team member. And you know, when like, you started a job and you were the new kid, you had a million ideas of ways to make it better or do it different or whatever. And so, and it's really like deflating when somebody pops the balloon a thousand times and is like, no, no. So I'm trying really hard to be self-aware of how I'm reacting to everything. And not because I don't think they're good ideas, but I'm like, she's coming at me with like a new major project idea every 48 hours. I love them. I'm so excited about where we're heading, but I was like, oh God, stop. Like, but I don't want to stop her brain from, I don't want to shut that down. So I had to be self-aware to be like, you know what? That's a really great idea. I'm going to put that on our roadmap for Q4 for like in terms of how I was reacting because in the past I've been the person who said no. So I think it's like super key to just really pay attention. And like you said, when you make the mistake or you don't handle something well, just apologize. Like saying- Just admit that you were wrong. Yeah, look back and say, you know what? I know it's th- it was three days ago at that event, but the way I handled that wasn't wasn't the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish I had done it differently. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you go into a situation like that and, you know, again, that starts with mindset, then hopefully you will have to get yourself to a point where you do have to apologize. But when something does go wrong or if you do make a mistake, then it's like you were saying earlier, recovery, that it's about fixing it from there, like making uh-huh. it better, not letting your pride or your ego getting in the way of that say, hey, you know what, we were wrong. Let us make this better for you going forward. Because again, as a business, as a wedding vendor, you have to think about it. It's not, it's not a personal thing here, right? It's not mm-hmm. just between you and someone else. It's literally at that point in time, you are the face of your business, right? So how you respond to certain situations, how you handle them, everything else is going to be reflective of your brand. It doesn't matter if it's me, if it's one of our DJs, if it's one of our music performers, anything like that. Everybody that we have on our team understands that because they've been professionals in the industry uh, as performers, whether it be a live musician or a DJ for years. So they 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 also have been through those sorts of things too. Um, and you know, again, sometimes it's just going to happen and you have to go through and apologize. You know, unfortunately, um, and I'm willing to admit this, there had been an incident at a wedding where it was a minor mistake. What ended up happening was one of the especially dances and the groom had gotten one of the songs they wanted to use to dance to. And it just so happened to be that it was not quite the right version of the song. Obviously, they still danced to it. It was a beautiful moment and everything. But afterwards, he still was a little upset. He was like, that wasn't quite the version of the song that we thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So sorry. It's like, oh, sucks. I was like, hey, man, what can we do to make this better? Like, I'm sorry. Uh, It wasn't the first dance or anything. It was like uh, the mother and son dance, the mother and the groom. And he, you know, he wasn't really like, upset upset about it you know they still had a great time the reception it was still a good time it was a beautiful moment during the dance uh but afterwards he did bring that up to me you know and it's one of those instances where something does go wrong be able to handle the feedback and then make it right like do what you can to make it right whatever we needed to do on our end i was willing to do to make them happy at the end of the day because when it comes to a wedding 
you get one shot. <laughs> yeah, there's the no time. there's no take backs. There's no go Yeah, back. and I mean you that's all it. events, right? Like you get one yeah. shot to make a first impression, you get one shot to get every type of event correct. And if you don't, like, you know, you kind of you're stuck with it. It is what it is. Well, on that note, there's some good wampers in there. And we were very excited to pull Cliff from behind the scenes to put yes. him in the front of the episode and actually hear him. And so when, if, and when you love this podcast and you love listening to it, or if you in your head are like, Hey, I want to have a podcast. The best thing Vanessa and I tell every single person is hire a sound engineer because yes, having a thousand percent, having Cliff back there to know that, you know, we're not, we don't know anything about audio. He got us set up right and we sound great. And he edits the episode on the other side to make sure that sometimes when I'm too loud or Vanessa's too quiet, like that doesn't ever happen. We're just fine. Um, but <laughs> yes. we, you know, he makes sure that we sound great, which is the most important piece of it. Oh man. Thank you. You guys are the best. I love working with you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we love you too, Cliffy. And I, and if this is your first time listening to the show, Go back and listen to all the other episodes. If you are a business owner, you're in the wedding industry, like seriously, every episode has great information in it. It's really going to help your business, guys. So tune in to the wedding sassholes. I think that he likes to edit just so he gets to listen to the episodes first. He gets, he gets all the information first. Yeah, he he's like, I'm going to be it. everybody else and I'm going to pre-listen <laughs> to all the good Oh, stuff. you guys are redoing your websites? I did that two months ago. Oh, that's because <laughs> I had the episodes. That's not... Uh, maybe I take notes. Maybe I take notes. <laughs> maybe, <right>? maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> like Vanessa does on, on the show sometimes. Yeah, I take yeah. notes. Absolutely. I, I take try notes. To I'm a note taker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, his his information is in all of our show notes. So if you go to any of our episodes, it is at the very bottom. Um, it has his contact information. So if you do want to do a podcast or you want to have him as a guest, you can always contact him. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or maybe we made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who acts like assholes when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> but to send this, I want you to think of the last person that was a yeah. total dick at an who event. Who needs this the most? And who I want you to hit share and text it to them and be like, hey there, just listen to this cool episode. That's all you uh -huh. gotta say. Yeah. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. If you want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry, DM us on Instagram, your pet peeves and annoying situations. And we will add it to our sound off list. And, and you can an come episode. join us. Yeah. You if it's a good go. idea, we'll ask you to join us. If it's a bad idea, we'll just skip over it. <laughs> we put it on the list, quote unquote. We put it we on put the it, list. We put it at the bottom and it keeps getting bummed. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes hot topic like this, and it was so fresh and so new because the event was recent, and I was like, damn, let's talk about this. So yeah. th thanks, Cliff, so much for being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. It's good to see both of you. And, uh, yeah, I guess when we get done here, I'll get to editing, right? Yeah, get your ass back to <laughs> We're going to send it directly to you. To <laughs> You'll have it tonight. Here you go. Have a good day. Yeah, right. Here you go. <laughs> I know. Now, you everybody, you learned some stuff. Now go make epic shit happen.